Hi, welcome to another edition of Fleet Momentum video series produced by Automotive Fleet. I'm Fleet Group Editor Chris Brown. This series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders, trends, and product offerings in the fleet management industry. This episode is sponsored by and produced in partnership with BTC Power. Here, I interview Stephen Israel, Senior Director of Product Management for BTC Power. We'll talk about EV charging infrastructure and what fleets need to think about to properly maintain their EV chargers, as well as the keys to making sure those chargers stay up and running. Hey, Stephen, Will, welcome to this edition of Fleet Momentum video series. Thanks for having us on. Why don't you just dive in? I, I, I just want to get first out of like the concerns in terms of making sure these chargers actually remain in service. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I think, uh, you know, to start kind of, uh, you know, we BTC over at BTC Power, where uh, we build EV chargers, um, we've actually been established since 20, uh, 2001. Uh, we built our first DC charger actually in 2010. So we've got a wide variety of experience that even ranges before kind of the e-mobility sector even took off, um, starting with actually oil and gas. So kind of our core competency is not just in EV chargers, but actually um, in maintenance and services of uh, key mobility um, sector and even payment systems and other complex kind of IoT kind of applications. Um, so, you know, good, great question kind of related to kind of, you know, the post installation kind of keeping a charger up and running. What do you need to do to do that kind of how the way I like to break that down with our customers, because we have a very consultative cell is kind of breaking it down into three different sectors. First, um, you have the uh, these devices are all IoT devices, right? They're connected via cellular modems. They're connected via Ethernet, but effectively they're going up to a cloud based operating system. Um, and with this, you can do you, you really need to make sure you have 24 by 7 monitoring. Um, you know, call center supports, things like this to really support kind of the back end operations. There's a lot of things that, you know, the, the, the user on the site will be able to see themselves, but there's a lot of applications kind of and, and, and errors and faults in different states that, that you can actually proactively react to um, even before somebody even sees this on site. So that's the first thing is kind of being proactive and kind of monitoring what's happening with these devices. Um, the next thing is, is once something does happen, um, you know, it could be as simple as, uh, you know, a connector kind of getting run over, it could be more complex, like, you know, the charger actually getting hit, um, or something related to like the internal workings of the device, you need to actually correct the problem. So um, the next thing would be, you know, preventative and corrective actions. Um, you know, so you could you could do this in a couple different ways. Um, um, BTC in, in our in our uh, application and the way we do the service and maintenance, um, we do it a couple different ways. We can do one, we can allow the the, the customer um, or our partner um, to do the maintenance themselves. Um, and we can go into a little bit of depth later kind of on how um, we have that program set up or two, we can actually do the service and maintenance ourselves to kind of take the burden off of our customer. Um, and then lastly, and, and sometimes even kind of just as important as the service and maintenance is making sure that you have parts, adequate parts supply to be able to do the corrective action. So I think as a lot of your, uh, cust you know, you, the people that are listening to this are, are aware of, 
you know, with the supply chain crisis, you know, you could have had a problem that could be as simple as, you know, uh, uh, you know, a little more complex than a fuse, but even an MCU or something that's happening in the vehicle. And they've been waiting months to kind of get these, uh, these replaced on some of their fleets. Um, so making sure that you have an adequate supply um, of parts. Um, this, there's a couple different ways in which we can do this. One, um, you can make sure that, you know, their service provider has the adequate supply of parts to be able to supply those in, in less than 24 hours because you want to get these parts in hand as soon as possible. Or two, for some of our larger customers, we set up, um, uh, they, can, they can purchase inventory and hold inventory of the, of the most common parts to fail, um, keep cold or warm stocks of those parts on hand so that they could get these uh, assets up and running as fast as possible um, as, as these are required to, for their equipment to continue to operate. Okay, great. Yeah, well, that's a great in-depth uh, dive there. Um, let's, you, you kind of teed up the next question. I mean, what is a maintenance plan as it relates to chargers? What does that typically include? Yeah, thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, um, the, the next thing would be the maintenance plans. Um, you know, all chargers, um, not just ourselves, but BTC has a chance or sorry, parts warranty on our equipment. Um, so this would be kind of a, any uh, any corrective action that's needed on those chargers that would not be vandalism or, or, uh, or such. Um, and this is pretty common throughout the space, ranging from about one year to two years kind of on, on parts warranty. Um, beyond that, um, there's a variety of other uh, services that can be provided. Some of them are kind of what we talked about, the monitoring services. Um, on BTC, the way we offer it is we actually have um, a remote um, uh, uh, support system. Um, this can be where we do 24 by seven kind of monitoring. Um, we can actually take, uh, we have a, we have a 24 by seven call center support. So if you do have a problem, you can call in. Um, we will actually even, uh, do a triage, uh, and then give back corrective actions. If the, if the, uh, the customer is actually doing the services themselves. And then once they're on site or their technician is on site, they can call back into the call center to get support on making sure they complete the activity as expected to, to take that asset back into operation. Um, you know, we offer a very consultative kind of approach and sell. Um, we, we're, we're very happy to kind of sit with the fleet owners um, and walk through kind of what matches their need best. Um, and, and, and this has been a really a great approach kind of as people are moving to from fossil fuels to more green fuels to even electrification, kind of they need to kind of get walked through with a little bit more of a white glove approach to make sure that they understand kind of, you know, what the mechanics are of the corrective actions, what's different from what they do right now, and even what opportunities they have that they never had before, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, we started to touch on this, but next question would be like, so let's say something breaks down. I mean, what's the process to get it repaired and back up and running? Yeah. So first, um, you know, if we're talking about it's not a, it's not something that's monitored that we're actively kind of monitoring and correcting on a, on a proactive basis. Um, it would generally come as an inbound call or ticket, right? Um, we utilize um, a ticketing system uh, via Salesforce um, in which we do uh, uh, management of all those. And we can have APIs that connect into uh, some of the fleets that have larger fleet systems that want to do some connecting into them. Um, but generally, this would come in in three different ways. Either one, we have, we have an active uh, uh, dispatch uh, tool that we can use on our website. Um, they have a Salesforce portal for some of those that have individual customer portals. And then lastly, kind of we can always take phone calls. Uh, we do have a 24-7 call center. Um, from that point, um, 
that ticket would be opened and the agent would go into reviewing and uh, remotely of reviewing that asset. We would look at logs, we would look at states, we would look at what happened in the previous kind of sessions to likely come to that uh, to that phone call. Uh, we would try to correct that opportunity or that that issue if it if we saw an issue existed, or we would send out um, a corrective action uh, um, uh, work instruction as well as what parts were needed to to bring that asset back to operation. Um, now that last part is kind of where we can either take the two approaches, we can do it ourselves or we can send that back to the customer or the customer's partner to do those corrective actions themselves. Okay, great. And this also brings up the question too, I mean, whether it's a, a piece of technology or a, you know, a copier or a, a piece of equipment, what does the fleet manager and the fleet manager's team need to do to maintain chargers internally? That's a that's a great question. So, um, you know, we over at BTC, we understand that this industry needs to scale. And what we've done to actually scale is is a couple fold. One, um, we have a very robust uh, documentation process. That's a step by step guide, almost like an IKEA instruction set for what you do when when you have to replace an individual part. Uh, this allows us to give a very comprehensive look to the to the installer or the the service party for what they need to do to bring that asset back to operation. Secondly, what we have is we have a certification program. Um, we offer that over at BTC in our center of excellence. Um, and what we do is we bring in outside technicians. We take them through a class that can range from three days um, down as little as one day if we're being very specific to a specific hardware set. And we, uh, uh, you know, through through uh, uh, instruction, through testing application, we will that that technician, um, if they pass all, all all the activities, would walk away with a certification that would allow them give them the expertise to operate um, safely when they're servicing the chargers, which is most important, of course. Uh, make sure that they can correct the uh, the the issue that exists on that charger, and and three really take a phone call and understand kind of how to communicate well with that with that uh, support agent on the other side. Okay, great. Uh, hey, last question: um, How do you select a charging vendor? How how do you go through that vetting process? And it's a great question. And I think, you know, some of the pieces are exactly what we talked about before, making sure that what you are doing for your fleet and what your fleet needs are, are really encompassed with that partner that you're, you're looking for. Um, and that comes to the servicing side that also comes with the hardware selection. Um, you need to make sure that kind of your use case is as a match across the board for what um, uh, your partner and your EVSE supplier is really, is really going to be offering. Um, at BTC, we have a very wide-ranging product offering um, that ranges from the level two side uh, with a very fleet-focused application, all the way up to DC chargers that go from about 90 kilowatts all the way up to 360. Um, because the fleet operator's use case is very wide, right? Um, fleet can mean anything from charging, you know, a, a small pedestrian vehicle or light duty vehicle, all the way up to a class six or class eight. And within those different vehicles, you can even have use cases that are looking for 30 minute turnaround to as much as 10 hour turnaround. So you, you really need to make sure that the charging equipment kind of matches the need um, and that there's even the opportunity to kind of take on multiple use cases with even a single asset. So you can be very flexible with the modern technologies that we have. Mm, okay, great. Well, we really went around uh, the block here, so to speak, on, on, on 
what it's like and what fleets can expect uh, in choosing an EVSC provider and, and what that looks like in terms of maintaining these units too. I really appreciate your time today, Stephen. Thanks for being on this edition of Fleet Momentum video series. Chris, thank you very much. And if anybody's looking to reach out to BTC, you can find us online and we would be happy to help support you with any of the questions that you have. Great, thank you.